welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. It was New Year's Eve 2019. Plans had been made for the year to come. In business, in side hustle, in personal finance, with friends and with family. All kinds of resolutions had just been laid out as to what to lose and what to stop, what to do away with completely, also with what to add and what to what to what to start up, ultimately what to we wanted to become. Surely, I mean, surely this was going to be the year where things were going to be different. This was going to be my year. This was going to be the year that you were going to own and you were going to own it like a kid would own a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. Mike Tyson once said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the faith. And you would know exactly what he meant by the time the month of April rolled around. Because business stopped. Side hustles died. Personal finance was put on ice. Friendships became coffee via live stream as you sat and discussed how you really should have bought 500 shares of Zoom before this mess started. Family was pretty much the only constant because you were locked up with them in a house. You put signs on your fridge saying, you're not hungry, you're just bored, so turn around and go away. Trips to the grocery store felt more like an outing in a Mad Max movie, as face masks and sanitizer and distancing became the new norm. And all of this just so that you could get out to get the the most valuable commodity, toilet paper. But then something happened. Things started to change. Somewhere we we started to appreciate the little things. We were growing grateful for, for things that we had taken for granted for so long. And we started to realize that we were starting to learn. I wonder, what did you learn in lockdown? And what are you doing with it today? Life was normal before lockdown. We know that. We we, we all had our own version of normal before lockdown. Things worked a certain way and we prioritized 
certain things in a certain way. And then in lockdown, we developed a new normal. Lockdown, lockdown exposed some of the frailties and, and some of the weaknesses in the way that we did things, the way that we thought and the way that we prioritized things. And you, you may have even been in a place where, where you realized that you thought you prioritized family and, and the things that you would hold dear in life. But, but lockdown came and showed you that you actually didn't prioritize these things. You, you actually prioritized the things that you vowed you'd never prioritize, like, like work. And, 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 and you never thought you'd put that ahead of family. And through this process, as you came to see all this stuff, you... You may have even vowed that I will never go back to doing it, whatever it is, that way again. And as we're busy talking now, things have changed. Like all of our lockdown parameters have started to look very different. Most of them are gone. Uh, there's still one or two things that, that we still have to comply with. But the previous normal, the, there's, a, there's a lot that's starting to look like our previous normal, starting to come through again. And, and the tendency for you and for me is to run back and, and to go back to that original normal. And my encouragement to us today is to just ask the question, was that original normal worth going back to? Like we learned stuff during lockdown. And, and I believe that, that there is real wisdom in stopping and just, and just asking ourselves the question, man, what did I learn in lockdown? And shouldn't I try and take those lessons and, and carry them with me into the future? And I believe that there's real wisdom in just stopping and, and asking ourselves these honest questions. One of my favorite authors, uh, a guy by the name of C.S. Lewis, he, he wrote a book called the problem of pain and and in the problem of pain he kind of lays out this moment um, where he's just honest about his own life but as he's honest about his own life it is shocking how much it represents my life and as you hear it I would venture to guess how much it sounds like your life when we look at all of this that we're talking about here's what he says he says, my own experience is something like this. I'm progressing along the path of life in my ordinary, contentedly fallen and godless condition. Absorbed in a merry meeting with my friends for the morrow. It's just old English for morning. Um, or a bit of work that tickles my vanity. When suddenly, uh, a stab of abdominal pain that threatens serious disease or 
a, a headline in the newspapers that threatens us all with destruction. Sends this whole pack of cards tumbling down. At first, I'm overwhelmed and all my little happinesses look like broken toys. I'm sure we can relate in that moment. <laughs> then slowly and reluctantly, bit by bit, I try to bring myself into the frame of mind that I should be in at all times. And perhaps by God's grace, I succeed. And for a day or two, become a creature consciously dependent on God and drawing its strength from the right sources. But the moment the threat is withdrawn, and to push pause there for a moment, it's kind of where we're finding ourselves now, where that threat seems to be withdrawn. He says, but the moment the threat is withdrawn, my whole nature leaps back to the toys. God has had me for but 48 hours and then only by dint of taking everything else away from me. Let him but sheathe that sword for a moment and I behave like a puppy when the hated bath is over. I shake myself as dry as I can and I race off to reacquire my comfortable dirtiness. If not in the nearest manure heap, at least the nearest flower bed. Man, how, doesn't that just horribly, but at the same time beautifully describe our human nature and more than likely where we find ourselves today? We've, we've been through this threat, we've been through this trauma and, and in this moment you may have run back to God, you may have run toward God even for the very first time but here in this moment we, we start seeing the threat recede and, and the, 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 the tendency or the inclination or the urge is to run back to that original normal. And in all truth folks, I believe that rushing back to that original normal will just make worse what was bad to begin with. I believe what we should be asking ourselves is how can I be better in the end? How can I be better in the end? And the only way that I really believe we can be better in the end is by, by asking ourselves the honest question of if I look at where I've come from and look to where I desire to go, like in between there was this time of trauma and what did I learn? What are the lessons that I learned in lockdown? So today I'd like to share a couple of the lessons that I learned in lockdown and I have a suspicion that as I learned these lessons that you would be able to relate to the lessons that I learned 
during lockdown. The first lesson that I learned during lockdown is to hold things lightly. That I need to hold things lightly. Think for a moment how quickly we saw things disappear during this time. How quickly we saw jobs just disappear. People were so secure in their workspace and COVID comes around, lockdown happens, businesses can't continue and jobs just disappeared overnight. How, how people's savings had to be dipped into and ultimately disappeared over a period of time. How, how we had to possibly even sell our things in order to try and keep food on the table. And all of these things just, just disappeared. And yet, beforehand, these are things that we may even have held on to so tightly. And in this was just such a lesson for me to just hold on to things lightly. I believe that as things disappeared in our lives, it, it may have even revealed uh, something about our relationship with things. I know it did for me. Things that I that I, I I wanted to see hang around for a little while and and um, they didn't and it did reveal something in my own heart to me. It's like this question popped up and just became so evident to me. And the question was this: Do you own things, or do things own you? And maybe it's a question worth asking yourself. Do I own my stuff or does my stuff own me? And there was a second question attached to it. Like, how are the people in my life affected by the things I own? In other words, I've got a three-year-old. He tends to break stuff. <laughs> and if he broke something, what's my response? Like he's a person and that's a thing. And even though we teach him to be, trying to teach him to be responsible and all of those things, those are good qualities. But at the end of the day, what is more important? The person or the thing? If my wife did a bit of spring cleaning and sold some stuff and uh, sold one or two things that, that she might not have cleared with me and, and I might have really wanted them around still, like, in that moment, what's more important, the person or the thing? There's this documentary that we watched on Netflix during this time. It's called The Minimalist. Um, it's about these two guys uh, by the name of Joshua Fields Milburn and, and Ryan Nicodemus. And it's a pretty decent documentary, really worth watching it just gave a very balanced view on minimalism um, and right at the end of the documentary Mulburn makes this statement and he says this he says he says love people and use things the opposite never works love people use things the opposite never works and I thought man what a profound statement. What a, what a profound thought for us to take captive and, and really process through our own lives. 
there's this moment in the life of Jesus and it's captured for us in, in the book of Luke chapter 12, verse 13, where Jesus is addressing a crowd of people and someone in the crowd reaches out and speaks to Jesus and here's what he says to Jesus. He says, teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. What's he saying? Teacher, my brother and I are fighting over things. That's what we're doing. Jesus replies, he says, friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? He carries on and he says, beware, God against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. We can get a lot out of that portion of scripture, but as I read that, Again, I just saw Jesus placing the significance in the relationship and not the stuff. Like Jesus placing the, the, the significance on the person and not the things. It's like Jesus is saying that the things that you are fighting over are not as important as the person that you are fighting with. It's like he's saying... Hold things lightly and hold people tightly. And that was really the second lesson in lockdown for me, is to hold people tightly. In all honesty, if we had to look at everything that we've lost during Corona and everything that we've lost during lockdown, if you've lost a loved one, and you've lost an income or a, a possession of sorts. And you were given the opportunity right now to have one of them back. I don't think there's a person on the face of the planet that wouldn't jump at the opportunity to have their loved one back. And it just speaks to me so, so clearly of our need to hold people tightly now let's not kid ourselves i mean we've irritated the heck out of each other during lockdown especially if we were locked down together you know ultimately pressure alters behavior pressure reveals behavior but pressure also alters behavior and i mean i've seen stuff in my wife during this time that i didn't know existed but she can turn around and say that she's seen stuff in me that she didn't know existed it's just the truth. And I'm not making excuses for it. I'm just being honest. And we've experienced high pressure during this time. And the argument can be made, well, you know, pressure just reveals what's inside. And I'd agree. However, the argument could continue to say that no one is exempt. We have all acted out of our regular behavioral patterns during this time as we've experienced severe pressure. So in that moment, what do we need to do? Well, I believe we need to have that full of grace and full of truth moment. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I wanna urge you, push pause, go back a couple of weeks to where we spoke about full of grace and full of truth. And, um, Go watch that one first and come back in, push play again. But we need to have that full of grace and full of truth moment 
But something that my wife and I have really gravitated towards during this time is we've just recognized the high pressure and the, the overflow of that is um, these words by the, the Apostle Paul as he speaks to a group of people. In the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, he says, Make allowance for each other's faults. Make allowance for each other's faults. That is holding people tightly and holding things lightly. In this case, the things are circumstances or arguments or whatever it is. But hold those things lightly, man. Hold the people tightly. The person is more important than the issue. Do we need to address it? Yes, full of truth. Do we need to, do we need to make allowance for each other's faults? Yes, full of grace. And I commend my wife. She, in those moments, started asking me a question. And I believe it's a great question for you and I to be asking our significant other or our loved person in that moment. She'd look at me in those moments and she just asked me this one simple question. She'd say, what can I do for you to make this easier? What can I do for you to make this easier? It's a selfless question. But as she was asking that, she was, she was essentially asking, hey, we're struggling with this. What can I do? How can I play my part to make this process work better? And I believe that if both parties are coming at it from, what can I do for you to make this easier? The thing <laughs> becomes minuscule and the person is loved and feels valued so hold things lightly hold people tightly but the truth be told ladies and gentlemen we will never be able to hold things lightly and hold people tightly unless we put God first and I wouldn't so much say that this is a lesson that I learned in lockdown more than a lesson that I was reminded of again in lockdown to just put God first you may be in a space where you came into lockdown and you didn't even have a relationship with God like God wasn't even on your radar the people of God weren't on your radar like church wasn't on your radar but because of the threat as C.S. Lewis puts it you gravitated and found yourself desiring to find out more about God and as a result you you found yourself in this space and as you did you started that relationship with God maybe now as the threat is being released you're finding yourself drift away that's that's the 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 um the temptation is to now drift away and, 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 and drift away as the threat drifts away. Maybe you had relationship with God. Maybe you, you were just a bit more of a nominal Christian, just kind of ticking the boxes. But, but then you came to realize, I need God more as this threat grows. And you learned what it meant to not just go to church, but to be the church. And through that process now, as the threat has subsided, you're kind of wanting to reverse that again and just go back to being the, uh, to going to church and not really being the church. And no matter what category, and I want to encourage you with this, 
Something that I learned years ago that I was just so clearly reminded of in these moments. Adding Jesus to my life doesn't change my life long term. There may be flashes of change and little moments of change, but as far as real and lasting change, when I add Jesus to my life, there's no real lasting change in my life. But when I make Jesus the reason for my life, when I place him at the center of my life, when I put him first, my life is changed forever. And Jesus said it this way in Matthew 6, 33, in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Like, seek me first. And then all these things will be added. Man, if you seek me first, if you put me first, then you will hold things lightly and you will hold people tightly. If you really want to live that out, man, don't miss the lessons from lockdown. That pressure came and revealed something in you that you need to gravitate towards again. And go, Lord, I'm going to keep seeking you. I'm going to keep putting you first. So that all these other things can be added as they are needed. I wonder today, what's your next steps? What's your next steps in all of this? What have you been doing that has caused damage during this time? In your finances, in your relationship, in, in, and even in your walk with God. What should you be doing that you should have been doing all along? Again, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your relationships, when it comes to your walk with God. Maybe the question that you need to ask yourself today is, where do I need to hold things lightly people tightly and put God first. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this moment. Lord, we thank you for, Lord, just that even though we went through great pain during this time, Lord, I thank you that if we learn through these moments, there can be great gain in you. Lord, I thank you that you will just speak into each heart and each life that's busy watching this right now, Lord. And just remind us of those lessons that we learned during this pain. And Lord, that you will, in that moment, just start to work your process in our lives. Remind us that by putting you first, these other things click into place and come back in line as to where they should be. So Lord, right now we give you our things. We give you our relationship. And we put all of those things safely into your hands as we put you first. We thank you that we can trust you with that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just before we go, three questions to just keep the conversation going. Where have you felt 
the most pressure during this season? Has it been financially, relationally, or spiritually? Second question is, is there anything that you should have been doing that would have better prepared you for what you're currently experiencing? And the third question is, what can you begin doing now to ensure that you will be better in the end? I want to encourage you to start that conversation with the people in the room with you right now. We love you and we will see you next week. Bye. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.